Welcome to the Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward. Uh, I just want to say thank you for tuning in. This is going to be the last episode of the year, which is like really exciting for me. Uh, I hope everyone out there had an amazing year. Hopefully you're taking time to kind of think back on 2022 and kind of what it meant to you and maybe how you've changed or grown along the way and and just take time take that time to reflect and and think back to the year um this is an episode with my lovely wife Lindsay. uh we've been kind of uh stuck in the house and we had this crazy winter storm it was like negative whatever um so we'd been stuck in the house and over the holidays uh and i just thought like this would be a great excuse to kind of like sit down and um, take a break from the kids for a little bit and just talk, you know, I feel like so, so often, uh, in our busy, like adult lives, um, we don't even get the chance to just sit down and kind of like enjoy each other's company with just having a conversation, you know, like we always have distractions. You'll hear a couple of distractions walk in the room during this episode. Uh, <laughs> but we, you know, it's just busy, like around the household, like you're always busy doing chores or or keeping things running or taking the kids to stuff or you know all of that cooking dinner that we don't quite often get to just kind of like sit down and enjoy each other's company uh one of the big things we're going to talk about is our trip to iceland we tried our hardest i don't know if we were successful we tried our hardest to make it not like um you know, when when you were younger and you, you would go over to, uh, or at least I would go over to the neighbors and they'd pull up the slideshow of a trip. And personally, like, I mean, I'm going to joke that I didn't like it and that's super boring. And that's what we don't want the podcast to turn into is just me and Lindsay being like, and then this happened. And then we went to this place that we can't pronounce because it's in Icelandic and it's a really hard language to, to really, you know, sound outwards and we don't we didn't want that but when i was a kid i always kind of enjoyed it like i can remember specifically people inviting us over showing us places they traveled and you know i'm just sitting there a kid living in iowa in the middle of the country and just like daydreaming about these far off you know like mythical places um <laughs> so and that might be like that might show you why I love the mountains so much and why I love exploring so much and things like that. Like that's 100% who I was as a kid. Um, so that's kind of like one of the main things we talk about. And then really is just us having a conversation. Hopefully it's interesting. Uh, I think there are some really good takeaways. Um, Lindsay mentions this wonderful podcast she had listened to, uh, called everything happens. And it's an interview with Elizabeth Gilbert about why your creativity matters. And, uh, I hadn't listened to it when we recorded this, I hadn't listened to that episode. Uh, and I'm most of the way through it at this point. It's a really wonderful conversation about creativity and, um, and really this kind of like weird anxiety of like finding your purpose or having to know what your purpose is. Um, so it's this idea of like purpose anxiety, um, which we'll get into. And I think that's probably like, for me, like the best, like kind of conversation, like ideas, um, in the episode. Um, cause it's really, I think it's, they hit on some really important things. And I think Lindsay does a wonderful way, uh, job of like kind of summarizing what they were talking about. 
Um, and I think it's a feeling that a lot of people have, um, this idea of purpose anxiety, like you have to know your purpose and you're, you're bringing something to the world, but you got to figure out what that is and like all of that. And I'd fall under that spell for sure. Um, and I just think it's an important thing to kind of like keep in mind that it is an anxiety and, uh, we'll get into it more in the episode. We also spent a bit of time. Well, I mean, I guess I should say I spent a bit of time at the beginning uh, kind of talking about what I learned and discovered through taking a break from social media. Um, I feel like I didn't do a great job like fully explaining it. Um, so I might try to add that in during the outro. Um, also, I kind of felt bad. Like I invited Lindsay to come in, have a conversation, and then it was just me talking a lot. So, <laughs> so I edited that part out. Uh, really kind of thought through what the last two months has been like for me um, not using social media and kind of came up with a strategy of jumping back on and really doing it hopefully for the positive reasons because I think there's a lot of negativity that comes with it but there's also a lot of positivity and there's things that I uh thought was really useful with social media when it comes to like researching a guest or becoming inspired and things like that. Um, so I think I'm going to put that in the outro. So we might reference it a few times, uh, but it'll come at the end. So anyways, let's just jump right into it. This is like a Bigfoot podcast number 317. Last one for 2022 with my lovely wife, Lindsay Ward. All right, so Lindsay, welcome to the show. Uh, she just made me wait for three things, and it was very quiet in this office, but she made me wait for her to finish coloring a book, <clears throat> eating the rest of that cookie, and then I was like, you ready to go? And you just looked at me, and you opened the water bottle slowly, like took a long sip of water. So, you ready to go? I'm ready to go. Sweet. All right. Carbo-loaded. I got my creativity <laughs> With the the dirty bird coloring book, <laughs> you got your. And I'm brain hydrated. Going. Oh well, there you go, dude. That's all you need. Um, thank you for being in top form for the podcast. Yeah, and you sat me next to where you put all the steam guests next to the litter box. That's right. That's right. I mean, that's the office, dude. What do you expect? Oh. This isn't a fancy. This isn't a fancy. Uh, no. Yeah, we're good. You're like tilt this light towards me and interrogate me. <laughs> Um, I will say this, you're an amazing mom and I've grown to respect you greatly over the last couple days, uh, because you just spent, because of that Santa gift. Yeah. You just spent 25 minutes at the bottom of our stairs where you set up a slide and the kids just slide down into you. You're like the, I am the barrier that keeps them from breaking their wrists when they fall. There's which like, well, as a hundred percent chance of happening. Which is okay. So there's this toy. It's like a slide that you it's put called, on stairs. It's stair slide, stairslide.com. It's a creative name. Not sponsored. In this thing, <laughs> yeah. It does this not, is not. It does no. not. It says patent pending on it. And it's not doctor recommended. <laughs> no, I don't know. Because the kids go down the slide at like. A I million mean, miles an hour. We and, should clock how fast they go. And they're running into you holding like 50 pillows. I think it would be better if it landed on carpet, but it lands on hard wood. So like any pillow we put like just slides out from under mm, them. So I'm the barrier that keeps the pillows there. But then they ha then they land so fast that then they fall forward. Instead of falling forward, fooshing, 
unbreaking their wrist, they fall forward onto me that's also holding another pillow. <laughs> it's, but it's been like at least an hour every day that I've had to do that. I know. And you... You haven't had to man it yet. I haven't manned the pillows. But no. I will say you are like... I don't know. It's quite fun. They're creating memories with you. They're creating memories. They're not watching TV. They don't yell at each other when they're doing this. It's they're not- somewhat... I mean... Harper counted. She did it 23 times. In 20 minutes. So it's 23 sets of stairs that they climb. Yeah, dude. They're... But yeah. Don't We're basically training them for Everest is what mm-hmm. you're saying. We're going to do the Manitou incline. Right? Yeah. We should figure out how oh, many bring the slide. Stair- yes. And then we just slide Can down it. Can you imagine? <laughs> what was that thing at Happy... No. What was that water place that got shut down because everybody died? Wacky Waters. Wacky Waters. Yeah. The bonsai. Yeah, like that, <laughs> the bonsai slide. But that's not where people were. No, they died at the the zip line. Yeah, because they wouldn't let. I don't know. I never did it. I don't know. That was our uh, like hometown water park growing up, kind of. But like they didn't shut it down until like the seventh person. Died. Yeah, it was. There's a lot going on there. They sponsored my first uh, hockey team. Oh. Well, actually, they sponsored our rivals, but oh. we all got to go to Wacky Waters at the end for like a hockey thing. Yeah, buddy. Hey, Millie. We have a special guest already. Tell us about the slide. Good. It's good. Is it fun? Yeah. Is it your new favorite Christmas present? Yeah. What do you like about it? I like my sky watch. Oh, and you like your sky watch? Yeah. Do you like going fast on the slide with sisters? Yeah. Anything else you want to say? Next time when we go, wake up till we do the slide again. Yeah, we can do it when we wake up. Okay? I love you. Love you. Why did you ask me? I just wanted to know. (laughs) All right, bye. Bye. Well, that's going to be like... This is going to be an episode that's just for me and you, I have a feeling. People are like seven minutes Let's get everybody to come in here, compliment me, and say they love me, and get it on tape. Done, dude. Done. Yeah. So that way, when they're like yelling at me, I can just like... Just hold on. Hold on. Sit in the corner and cry and listen to it. Put your earbuds in. Um... All right, let's dive into uh, going to Iceland. Uh, best part of the trip, was it saving that French lady from being attacked by Arctic terns? <laughs> Who got in our car? Question. Question. Yeah, that was like the first thing I thought of. Was it really? and Remember what she said when she got in the car? Ooh la la. She goes, ooh la la. Yeah, yeah. That's how, yeah. Those birds were. They were getting her. Dude, well, first of all, there's like no trees there. Yeah, and it so, said, like, don't walk here. They will attack you. They nest on But the not ground. in French. <laughs> Didn't say Didn't that in say French. Didn't say it in French. Nope. Mm. No, so they, they, like, nest in the ground. And so when you're walking along, they just flap. They're, like, giant. No, but they get you. They, like, fly They, down. like, make contact. They make, uh, what were those birds in Iowa growing up? Sparrows. No, the no. ones that would attack you. The red feathers. It starts with S. Spalding? Mate, I don't know. I don't remember. But the ones that would like you be riding your bike. No, I know what you're talking they'd about. They fly down like just oh, red winged blackbirds. Is that what it is? I think so. And they'd fly down just smack you on the helmet. They made those guys look like chumps, you know. So we like we're driving down the road, and we see this lady walking along, and she has her phone above her head, and she's trying to like she's going to war with these birds and they're swooping down and she's trying to like knock them out with her phone and things 
And there's probably like four birds just swooping down trying to like attack her. Yes. Like take they're all they're trying to take chunks of her skin. But then she's like trying to hit them with her phone. And yeah. Them. And so we pulled over and we're like, get in. And she was, you know, there was obviously like a language barrier there. She was a bit confused, but we're like, get in. You're being attacked by birds. And she got in and was, uh, was probably glad we weren't kidnapping her. But yeah. we drove her up. Remember we drove her like up the road yeah, a little bit? Yeah, but then her husband was walking. And so then we he let got... her out and then she just turned around and walked yes. right back and I was like, well, towards the birds. She chose her fate. My favorite part about that whole entire... That was not my favorite part. That's like a moment that sticks out that was like a weird... We saved a we... human being, kind of. Yeah. Well, but then I just remember my, my favorite part, though, was right after that experience with the birds... We went and parked at another spot to like check out the ocean or whatever we we're looking at. And as we got out of the car, I just looked over in the grass and there was one of those birds like 10 feet from your door. <laughs> Do you remember that? Mm-mm. It was just staring you down. And I was like, Lindsay, don't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, I remember what yeah, you're talking about. I was like, don't move. Yeah. And then as we were walking back to our car there, we saw another person getting attacked. Getting attacked. I know. Like, that was one of those things about, this like... It's really convincing people, too. <laughs> going on. Going Iceland's doing okay for itself They're with travel. Okay. Like, there's a lot of tourism there. What but. made you choose Iceland? Um, I mean, I don't know. I've never been that far north, mm-hmm. one. And just all the scenery that you see on... on every video you see of iceland is like exactly what i want you know Mm -hmm. and like granted like i'm sure like most places that have visitors or tourists and stuff like there's it's not just like the most peaceful serene like nobody's around all the time you know there were definitely moments at some of those like big fancy waterfalls where there's like a hundred people or 200 people but in my mind i was kind of like yeah, I get it. I get it. Like, yeah. this is absolutely incredible. There should be, like, a billion people here, you know? But, yeah, so that was why. I don't know. I just want to go on an adventure with you. It's been way too long. I know. Like... I like that it's a loop. What's a loop? Like, we did the trip as a loop. Like, it's not like we had to, like, circle back. Yeah. And, like, re, you know? Like, so we were never... We were always driving in a new spot. It always kind of, like, felt like you were discovering, like, a new thing. You know, what do you think about like we were out there for nine days, but it felt like a month, like in the moment, you know, like it felt like, I don't know, to me, there's something about like just traveling and doing the new, like having the newness that just feels like time slows down. Cause like literally everything you're experiencing, your brain's trying to like comprehend it and your brain's like, I've never experienced this before. Like that kind of thing. That's like Sabrina's quote from your from your movie. I know. Well, yeah. I didn't want to A steal long way Sabri- from nowhere. <laughs> I didn't want to steal Sabrina's uh like awesome. That is the best like quote. So many movie. people are were like that is the p- best best part. Um but most a lot of people who are listening to this probably haven't seen it yet cuz we haven't Oh, spoiler. We haven't put it out there yet all the way. But No, it's essentially like as a kid like time goes by slower because you're experiencing everything new for the first time yeah but it felt like that but it felt like that because you're experiencing new things yeah 
And I think that's kind of like one of those hidden benefits of traveling, you know, and like exploring like a new place is you get to have that again. Yeah. Because so often, like when you're in your routine, like even today, like I went for a run on North Table Mountain, which I've done hundreds of times at this point. And I almost am like, I get home and I'm like, did I even go for a run? You know? Like, yeah. Because it was... It was awesome and unbelievable and the scenery is great and stuff, but I'm like, I've done this a whole bunch of times, you know? So I don't know. So I think that was like, it wasn't just Iceland, but it was just the fact that I felt, I have this like travel bug that I feel the need to like go, like try to find a new place to go to. And I've been in awe of like everyone I talk to on the podcast. Um, who go to these like faraway lands, you know? And I think there's part of me that like has that like romantic vision of myself as like an adventurer or a traveler. And I haven't actually done a lot, mm-hmm. especially travel. Like I look at my cousin, Aaron, he's traveled all over the world. And I'm always like, Oh, I'm like just in awe. Like he, I'll sit and like listen to his stories. It's like, teach, tell me stories about your trips. And, uh, I think I've always kind of wanted to be that and it's just really hard to actually put that into like actually make that a reality when you you know have all these other responsibilities in life yeah I mean like the key is that we went without kids which yeah (laughs) sounds bad to say no but it was a like that was an important part and I think that was like for us and like our relationship was like you know we wanted to have experiences together when it's just like you and I still yeah I read this thing once or it was recently on Instagram <laughs> every time every time she mentions social media I'm just gonna glare media, at her now I think it don't no, no dude, but this I is like, like a lot of stuff about it it just became like no but this is like also like shows how like creepy your phone is because I definitely have never searched like bluey on Instagram, but there was this quote that came up. Which is a kid's cartoon. Because <laughs> this phone's listening to me probably talk about it to the kids. But anyway, I digress. It was essentially like parents don't get vacation. They just get to parent in different cities. <laughs> <laughs> Which would have been what our Iceland trip was. Oh, yeah. If we brought kids with us. But I think there's also like an important part of like, you know, like a relationship where it's like, hey, like we also existed as a couple before kids you know and i think just like a cool like i remember like when we got to the end of the trip it was like we were talking to each other we should do something like this every few years you know like a big just me and you get away mm-hmm. kind of thing because Great. i think it's important and i think we came back more relaxed and we were ready to see the kids like i don't know about you but like by the last day we we're out there i was like oh i missed them after like seven days yeah yeah yeah, I was like, I was, I was ready to I was ready, yeah. get home and see him and stuff like that. Do you have any, um, I have a list of like, see, here's the thing, dude. <laughs> One, we're at a disadvantage. We can't pronounce any of the places we went to. You know what I mean? Well, we can try. We could try. We could definitely try. But, uh, but two, also like, I don't want to just go like. I'm my worry is that it turns into the like Chris Farley show from Saturday Night Live where it's like remember when we did the thing that was awesome like that whole deal 
you know. Okay. So I wanted to ask, like, what were some things that you liked and and liked uh, and experienced and, like, why those stood out and stuff like that? Oh, boy. I mean, I enjoy, I mean, it was all awesome. I liked all the waterfalls. There was a lot of them. <laughs> I liked the ones that you had to hike to because then they weren't as busy. I mean, they were so busy. But, like, the ones, like, I can't pronounce it. <laughs> but there was that one that was, like, the basalt columns. Yeah. That Dude, one was, like, a good two-mile hike. So it wasn't as busy as, like, the ones that I ran through with, like, a gazillion tourists. There was, like... like, half a gazillion tourists. Yeah. There's so many waterfalls. That can't be said enough. You know? Yeah. There were so many waterfalls to the point where, like, there's this giant one that, you know, hundreds of people are standing around taking pictures and stuff. And then to the left, like, 50 yards is another amazing one that, like, nobody's standing at. Because, you know, you're just, I was just thinking to myself, you know, if this other one would have been in Colorado, it would be like the busiest tourist spot ever. And yet no one's around it because there's all these other waterfalls, you know? Mm-hmm. But I also kind of realized, um, I had an epiphany that like waterfalls, this is going to be a really weird epiphany. Okay. But waterfalls are better than video games. I will put that Whoa, out there you heard it here to first? any teenager, any middle schooler I teach. I'll be like, dude, you know what's better than that video game? Go outside, look at a waterfall. Feel the mist on your face. Mm-hmm. You know what else is better than video games? What? I really like that rainbow road. <laughs> better than the rainbow road in Mario Kart. Oh, man. In what time was it? I... Say Fjordor. I think I think you can try to pronounce as many cities as you I want. feel like a horrible tourist because I didn't learn a single thing in Icelandic when we were there because they were all really smart and spoke English. Yeah. I like the whale tour. Yeah. That we went on because it was a whale and puffin tour because we hadn't seen any freaking puffins the entire trip and that was like, you know, what Iceland was known for. But instead, we saw a whole bunch of puffins and some whales. Right? I've never seen a whale before. I... I had never seen a whale. I hadn't seen... Puffin? <laughs> a puffin. It was the best tour ever. <laughs> was that one of your favorite things? Oh, dude. Hands down, like, there was a, about an hour there where I think there was, what, like, 15 humpback There was, whales. like, 15 or 16. And the lady was, like... Like the whatever the guide was like, we've never seen this many. That ever. guide had the most. She was nerding out. Voice. She should narrate a calm story. <laughs> but she was like, we usually see one or two, and all of a sudden there's like fifteen going under our boat and like emerging and all that stuff, and it was pretty. Like I just I, I haven't been in awe like that since I was a kid, probably. It was pretty. I amazing. felt like a kid again. It was cool. Like, you know when people say that? Mm-hmm. That's exactly how I felt. I was, like, giddy. Almost. Do you want to talk about the third whale? Uh, obviously, yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. No, you. I want you to explain it. All right. So. Did you see the picture? I, I, the picture is etched in my brain for all of eternity <laughs> this now. now become, instead of a third wheel, we say the third whale. Yeah. So we went to this whale museum and... Uh, there was 
a like a section about like how whales reproduce. This is gonna get PG thirteen for a second. Put on your headphones. Put it. <laughs> um, and I never thought I've never thought about it. She's showing me the picture, and I don't need. I took a picture of I, the picture. I know it's in my brain. <laughs> okay. But basically, the idea was like, hey, like these are these whales are huge. <laughs> they need some help. They exist in like the water, so they're just floating around these like thousands and thousands of tons of animal and so there's no like how would you describe this there's no like they're floating it's hard to stay connected it is hard to stay connected <laughs> if you're floating around in water and so Trying the idea is for two for whales to like make little whales a third whale has to come in and kind of like lift up prop them up yeah and it just and it's called we call it the third whale. He just has his like back to the other two, and it's just like well, looking at his third watch. Whale. Yeah, like God damn it, how long is he's, this gonna yeah, take? He's looking at his watch. He's like, oh god, that's is... true friendship. That is, yeah, yeah. Third whale. Third whale. You got it. I don't. I don't know any other like amazing stories except to say, um. As we were going around, I kept thinking about this like Calvin and Hobbes comic ones mm-hmm. where basically the comic, they like find a bug and it's really gross and they're like looking at it and then it like jumps up and they start freaking out and like Calvin and Hobbes together, like holding each other going like, oh, and they're like, you know, screaming and stuff. And then as they walk away, they're like laughing and Calvin says something along the lines of like new experiences are just better when they're shared with your best friend. Oh. And by the end of the trip, I was like, I was trying to think back, like, what would this trip have meant to me without you? Because I do a lot of, like, solo runs and bike rides and things like that. And I'll say, like, none of them are, like, nearly as meaningful to me as going in and exploring a new place with, with like, my best friend. So... Yeah. That's really sweet. So it was awesome. Do you remember, if I say names of places, do you want to try to guess what they were? <laughs> no, because you're going to not pronounce the names correctly. Gujo Taja. That's the cave from Game yes, of Thrones. that's the sex cave from Game of Thrones. <laughs> Nailed it. We went to it. Do you remember? <laughs> this is this has become I know it's This is what I was worried about. I know, I'm sorry. Never mind. I was no, going to tell you Do you well, we went to all the hot, like there's like the sulfur hot springs and it smelled so bad. And there was this giant tour bus of all these like rich people in these fur coats that I'm like, that is just going to, they're going to like, the fart smell is just going to be like absorbed into these like rich ladies fur coats. And then I was like thinking that in my head, <laughs> like about these ladies fur coats. But then I happened to like just say out loud, like right behind your ear, I just go, farts. <laughs> and then we laughed about that. For a really long time. Oh, yeah. That's, That's what I'm talking are. about. I like the scenery is great. The whole place is amazing. What like, do you, what is your Truly mind blowing, but like those little moments are the ones that stand out. What's, to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, so to, like, to summarize, I mean, essentially to summarize what we did was we flew into Reykjavik and then we rented a car and we took the Ring Highway Road, which is essentially a highway that goes all the way around Iceland and we stopped at a different stop every day. And we went counterclockwise. 
and it was great. Highly recommended. All right. There you go. Yeah. All right. So wrapping up the year 2022, I want to ask you just, have you thought like, how do you think you've like changed or grown throughout the year? Did you have any like realizations? Do you think I've changed? I think there's like definitely a whole bunch of like positive things you've done this year. I mean, I started off the year on oxygen, which sucked and was pretty scary. Um, I probably had COVID, even though I tested negative. So that like put a lot of things in perspective to me. Like, was that really? I mean, here's the thing: you like keep like it, I mean, I stayed awake all night watching my oxygen to make sure I didn't die. You you keep it together so well around us, like yeah. me and the kids, probably for our benefit, obviously. Yeah. And I didn't realize how big of an experience that was for you. You know, that was really like the first week of January last year. Yeah, like the first week. Yeah, because I was out for the first couple of weeks. Like at night, at least I weaned off of it during the day. But yeah, it was super scary because I like don't have any lung problems and I considered myself pretty healthy. Yeah. So it was pretty humbling. So like what did that experience like? Did it kind of affect? I mean, it made me more. I mean, it sucks when you already have anxiety about little things and then something like actually really horrible and scary happens to you. So I would say it just made worse <laughs> that's horrible like it made me probably more paranoid about my health than i've ever been but did it make the little things not seem as big of an issue you know like you always hear that people have some sort of like health scare or whatever and then they kind of come away with the realization of like oh these little things weren't things i should be stressing about sort of like, I thought that, but I still stress about the little things. I feel like this is not. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. Like, don't come to me for something. No, self-help. I feel like sometimes you learn lessons. You have these big moments and epiphanies where you reach a realization and then something, and then life happens. And all of a sudden that realization or those epiphanies. I mean, it made me fade. more sympathetic to my patients, like on oxygen. Because when I put people on oxygen, I'm like, no, I know it sucks. This yeah. machine is huge. And. Yeah, it's noisy. Like, like I actually explained them probably better yeah. how to, to use it and how to go about doing it. So, Do you think it, like, affected, you know, how you spent some of your year? Mm. Because what I saw after that is you became, like, a workout machine. I started doing, like, more weightlifting at lunch. I, like, made myself take my lunch breaks. And so that helped because I wanted to become stronger. Was that because of that experience in general? No, I mean, I'd wanted to do it. But yeah, I mean, that was like part of a tipping point that made me want to like, at least because I never really lift weights before. But so now I do that and then on top of all the other, like yoga and exercise and walking or not actually, yoga and bike and walking. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, is, has working out kind of changed for you? Like the how do I put this? Like when I was in college, I'd work out to like, I don't know. I was just more conscious of like, oh, I want to like lose weight and I want to look never better. No, that dude, that's what I thought. That's what I thought in college when I would go work out. 
Really? You know? Yeah. And then that was like one of the main motivators. It was that and like training for rugby, obviously. Oh, but- no. I mean, I think it's like essentially I have to make so many decisions in a day that I found this like program um, that essentially like it's like the gives you what workouts you do every day and you just click on the link and it takes you to it. So it's nice to not have to make a decision. And I'm like, it's only 10 minutes. And when you break down 10 minutes over and over and over, it adds up. Yeah. And so it's basically just someone telling you what to do. Yes. It's like a spreadsheet. <laughs> and every day I just click on the thing and I do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's hardcore on the floor. Through, It's not from somebody from Peloton, but it's, I don't know. It's essentially like somebody that's not affiliated with Peloton like makes this spreadsheet. And it's like pretty amazing. Yeah. So that's what it is if anybody wants to look for it. But has it kind of like has your mindset shifted around it where now you actually like enjoy it because i know for me like when i was i don't know like when i just mentioned like when i was in college and stuff like i don't know if i really actually enjoyed it it always felt like a chore you know it still feels like a chore. does it (laughs) yes um, but you look so badass doing it. You're I, like, I don't mind doing it, and it's like ten minutes at a time, and I don't have to go to the gym to do it. You say it's, it's like ten minutes, weights. but you always do like three. Or I do four like three or four of them. Yeah, but it's like ten minute chunks. So I can do ten minutes, then go do whatever the kids are like bossing me around to do, and then come back to it and do the other ten minutes. Yeah, and I'm like in and around them, so it still feels hopefully to them like I'm present. <laughs> Even I'm not. Mom's bench pressing again, kids. Like that? <laughs> well, sometimes I'll use Millie as the weight because she likes to join me. So. Kid workout. Kid workout. She'll jump on your back. You'll do push-ups and yeah. stuff. Yeah. 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 So that was like the big, it feels weird that was a year ago. Yeah. I kind of think ever since uh, like the lockdowns a few years ago, at least for me, like I saw people kind of shift their attitude about exercising where now people realized how much of a benefit it is, like, mentally and I mean, it's, emotionally. That is very true. Yeah. It's, that's the biggest part of it, is, like, mentally, emotionally, it helps. It's, like, more of the happy neurotransmitters than any medicine. But also, like, cardiovascular is healthy, and, like, it's horrible to say, but, like, people that are not healthy do not do well with these the triple-demic that's going on right now. So that's kind of also why I was like, I need to do better. Just So like, I don't get on oxygen again. Yeah. Yeah. But do you feel like mindset-wise it's helped or? A little bit. Yeah. I don't know. How so? I mean, it's one of those things where it's like if you take the time to do it, even though you feel like, oh, I'm giving up like 20 minutes, where am I going to make it up? You end up being more productive later. Yeah. Like it ends up evening out, I think. I always feel like more accomplished, which makes me feel better about myself i guess which makes me easier to i be very around. much like to print off the calendar and i like to check it off yeah i have to physically check it off because it makes me feel good too feel like i did something nice what about you how have i grown this year how have you grown this year oh man see it's a tough question to be it asked is a tough Chris. question but it's a good one to think back on you know especially like i'm thinking back to this time last year i think in many ways there are things that i want to actually get back to this year that i actually kind of ignored in 2022 2022 Mm -hmm. yeah like if i if i think about it i haven't actually done 
a major like endurance oh are you gonna gonna drop what you signed up for no drop i mean drop like the knowledge (laughs) not Uh, drop out like are you gonna reveal what you've well it's just been weird like honestly it was two years ago when i actually did man i don't even know when it was when did i do that 100k in iowa that was a while ago no the one in the summer the boomba one and that was like that big event that year and then the next year i did that 50k run and then 50k mountain bike ride at mountain rats yeah but beyond that like since then which was last september i haven't done anything like any big event like i'll do long runs here and there but definitely like haven't had anything on the schedule that's actually intimidated me or something to like actually work towards so i guess like as an athlete like i feel like i'm in good shape but i haven't been like intentionally training for anything yet but i did just sign up for 100k in april on my favorite trails on the coco pelly so very sweet i'm very excited for that and a couple friends are coming out and joining us and i'm trying to get some people from work to go down because it's the trail running festival there and there's all sorts of different events and different distances and things like that so it'll be super fun in a very painful way because I think back, I'm like, dude, when like I ran... second type two fun? Totally. But when I ran in Iowa, I just remember how my legs feel or how they felt at the end of that 100K. And that was really hard. And obviously, like we talked about, it was like 96 degrees, like ridiculous. But it wasn't super hilly. Mm-hmm. And this one, I know the trail that we'll be on. And just imagining a couple of the hills there, it makes me almost want to like tear up. It's going to be painful. But but it, but at the same time, like I'm super excited for it. Like as soon as I signed up, sixty six miles, sixty four, I think. Okay. As soon as I got peer pressured into signing up, and I like clicked the button, like instantly, I was like, I don't know. It's just a weird mindset shift. So that was that's. I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, I feel like I moved it. We just we were so busy with the editing and stuff, and I think that was the whole social media thing too. Um, was just how connected I had to be with talking to people and messaging people and lining stuff up to like either go film or or whatever. Um, and I really enjoyed the whole process, but I think it was just like almost overwhelming with doing that and being a teacher and being a dad and all that stuff. Like it was just all a lot all at once. And so adding like social media in on top of that normal busyness just kind of felt like it just felt like uh, unnecessary. It felt like unnecessary things going in my brain that I was like, I just can't do more things. I can't think about all of these other people's lives right now when I'm trying to like, you know, keep my head above water yeah. doing all of these other things that are important to me. So it made me think like, what's really important to you? Like, let's just try to focus. Like, you know, you only have a certain amount of energy every day and like I feel like it's like a video game you have the energy bar yes. you know and I'm like man if I'm using some of that energy on stuff I don't need to be like then that's silly and it makes me not as good in the other areas so so yeah but I don't know I mean we showed the movie in Breckenridge that was like not obviously a like a huge highlight my car got attacked by a bear yeah. that same weekend all at once it was great had it all it had it all but no uh 
I don't know. I thought it was a great year. And all, we also discovered our favorite thing in the world. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. <laughs> He's a new up and coming. He's a new up and coming. <laughs> Lindsay and I just discovered him. No. I know. I'm like, I'm like at work exciting, excitedly talking about Kurt Russell movies to people. And people are like, yeah, <laughs> that movie's from the 90s. And I'm like, yeah, but we just watched have it. It's Breakdown? new. Yeah, have you seen Breakdown? <laughs> like, his car breaks down. He has to save his wife. It's great. That is the, one of the most intense movies I've ever seen. <laughs> Was it really? We should do, let's table this. Okay. We need to do a podcast only on the Kurt Russell movies. Well, it started off with us only watching dumb action movies. But then we're just like. And then we just, for the last two months, have only been watching Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell movies. Kurt Russell action movies. So He is um, great. Yeah, I was a little worried for a while that you were just, like, very attracted to him. And... I mean, I am, but... <laughs> I mean, I'm also dedicated to you, so... Oh, nice, nice, nice. But, yeah, so that was kind of, uh... I don't know. That's kind of how I felt this year. Um, What about next year? Do you have any big ideas? Anything you want to accomplish or anything like that? I have two trips I'm looking forward to. Okay. Well, I have lots of trips, but... I'm going to a special medical conference in February that is at the Culinary Institute of America in Napa. What? How do those things like inner, like how do those things cross? Because it's like for all, it's like for like physicians and healthcare workers and dietitians and nutritionists oh, okay. to go and take like cooking classes with chefs and then also have like other classes that talk about like plant-based diet how to get your kids to eat healthy how to you know yeah all that sort of stuff so i'm excited for that that's cool and then and then another wine related trip is i'm going to bordeaux with my mom and sister in that's fancy dude september i know do you remember when you asked me like what do you want what do i want to do for my birthday what did you say i said i just want to drive somewhere and sleep in my car i know and I just want to be covered in dirt and smell bad for like four days and not look in a mirror ever. That's, that's what I want. Different people. <laughs> um, no, that's cool. I have. Uh, <clears throat> well, I wanted to hear like you mentioned something yesterday that you heard on a podcast that I thought was actually really interesting. Oh, that was really good. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was one of those gyms. Do you like? I'll be listening to. Did a you podcast. listen to it? I haven't listened yet, but I'll be listening to something. I send it to you. And if I hear a good quote, I'll like stop if I'm running or or whatever. I'll stop and like type it in my phone, you know. So I feel like this is one of those things. Well, now I'm just like quoting a quote, but it is really good. So essentially, so it's Kate Bowler's B O W L E R S podcast called everything happens and she's like a theology professor from duke and so i listen to her well because she's really good at talking and her voice is very calming so sometimes i listen to her when i can't sleep um but anyway this most recent one i had on was she had liz gilbert on who wrote eat prayer love but she's like if i were to like name like three fairy godmothers in my life like she would be one of them who i like listen to everything she says but anyway so she was talking about and it was in front of a bunch of 
people at Duke, but she was essentially talking about, like, how we're all so stressed because, like, we're all born and, like, we're told this, like, lie when we're first born that, like, we're special and that we have to find the one thing in life that makes us special. And then once we find that thing that makes us special, not only do we have to, like, focus on that, but we have to become the best at that. And then once we become the best at it, then we have to then monotonize it so we can make money. But we can't just, like, make money from it. We also have to, like, you know help other people in that same field so that we can then leave a legacy so that for generations they will know you for this thing that changed the world. And it's very stressful to like find your purpose. And that's like why so many people are so anxious. But anyway, she was talking about how... Like, wait, people are anxious because... Well, it's a very anxiety-provoking thing to be like, you have this one special gift that makes you unique from everybody else in the world. True. And you need to figure out what that is. (laughs) That's period. They're like that's like what we're told. My thing is like, because I believe half of that statement. Like I, I believe that people have that special thing that makes them unique and makes them like it gives them something they get to bring to the world. But I don't necessarily buy into the idea that that you have to like actively seek it out. Like sometimes I'm just like. When I look at my students, I'm like, dude, you guys are all absolutely like awesome, unique human beings, like awesome, unique individuals, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just want them to believe that because not, I guess I don't, I don't mean to be a person like bringing on this anxiety. Like you have to do something special with it. Like you already are doing something special. You're existing and you're like, that's who you are, you know? Yeah. But I mean like, okay. So then the second part of her story was like, She was like, one day I was before one of, this is Liz Gilbert talking. She was like, one day before like one of her like press tours, she was like early and like looking for time to kill. And there was this guy across the street, like on this very like unstable ladder. And so she just like went over and held this ladder for this guy for 40 minutes. And then she was like, what if that was my entire purpose in life? Was like, I was, I wrote all these books to then go on these tours to be put in that point at that time to like hold the ladder for this guy. So this guy didn't fall off the ladder. And now you can just like chill. And do what you want with the rest of your life and not feel stressed about it. And garden and and go on all these book tours and all that stuff, like, for her. But not feel like that's your purpose. Yeah. Well, yeah. I feel like it's almost like she's almost mentioning the idea of, like, being present in the moment, right? Like, she was aware enough. It was basically, like, I mean, it all went down to, like, just always doing, like, the next right thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm kind of like, shouldn't that be everyone's... That should be everyone's purpose is doing that. And I think we do get hung up on like, I don't know. I've talked about it a lot, but the idea of like ambition and contentment, Mm -hmm. like I do feel like a little ambition's good, but I also feel like you don't want to do it like with disservice to like being content, you know? Like I feel like people can obviously like, it's a tightrope and people can totally fall off one side or the other like, yeah. way too much. But no, I really like that, that idea. You should listen to it. Cause they said it way better than I just summarized it. You summarized it really well. Like, well, thanks. Yeah. Do you know what my, le- what do you think the kids think my legacy is? I don't know. What do the kids say? Like your farts. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going for. Is that what you were going for? Yeah pretty sure that's how the kids are gonna remember me oh god I'm like dad just was gassy he had an <laughs> intestinal overgrowth problem <laughs> um awesome well i love that i love you the need idea to of... cut that part out 
What part? The fart part. The fart part? Oh. Why? God, that's not how you end it. We just had like this deep conversation. <laughs> well, tell me how did, like when you heard that quote. Oh boy. Like, what did it make you think? I mean, it basically was like, I shouldn't stress about like becoming the best anything. Like, I just need to like look for areas where I can help and do the next, but the next right thing. And then it'll fall in line. And, like, it's weird, though, because it makes you think almost, like, this, the idea of the contentment part, like, falling too much in contentment. But I think she's meaning, like, strive for goodness, right? Like, keep being good at, with your actions. Well, because it would have been, like, for her walking by somebody who needed help with a ladder, she didn't have to do that. Yeah. Like... But she did. We didn't have to pull over for that French lady getting attacked by birds. That's right. <laughs> what if that was our purpose? We were put on this earth to save that French lady. <laughs> and now we can just coast and do what we No, but I don't without... like that part. That's the part I don't like. You don't, don't like, like the coasting? The idea of coasting. No. Well. But I don't think she means it like that. Not, she doesn't mean it like that. Like sit back and never do anything ever again. No. I held the ladder once. Like I don't think that's what she means. No. She means like she's going to keep doing like her books and being yeah. an author but like that's not her purpose in life like yeah she does it because she enjoys it but i think using the word coasting makes at least when i first heard that made me think like oh now it's like an excuse not to do anything ever no yeah no just listen to the podcast okay we shall take a break and listen to it okay break just kidding when did this one go off the rails? I feel like we got it back on track um, towards I don't the end know. there. Square one <laughs> with the social media <laughs> Who manifesto. Would be, who's your other three fairy godmothers? Um, Brene Brown. Oh, whoa! You have them at the top of your head. Yeah. Okay. Brene Brown, Liz Gilbert, and Glennon Doyle are my three fairy godmothers. <laughs> I call them. Is that weird? Does anyone call them that? Is this like a common thing? No. <laughs> no, it's, it's nobody does this. It's I call them that. Um, <laughs> My three fairy godmothers. Who god, are your fair, three fairy godmothers? Fairy god bros. God bros. Kurt Russell. Stop it. <laughs> you are. Uh, I don't know. Who do you listen? Who do you go to for advice? Hmm. I go to you. No, that's like above otherworldly. No one's above you. No, no they're one's like other otherworldly. <laughs> they're like these mystical creatures of people that I will never actually meet. I life. honestly don't know. I don't feel like I have any fairy godmothers. Is that bad? No. Like I like learning from a lot of different people. And I like, I, I really like uh, listening to people. You know, obviously like I've done this podcast for a long time now. Part of it is because I just like sitting here selfishly absorbing like these stories or lessons from all the people I've interviewed, you mm -hmm. know, um, for this podcast, maybe should we go the like a Bigfoot three fairy, <laughs> fairy godmothers who? of who I'm like memorable, like this person's wise. Sure. Okay. Um, John Peterson, my, my friend, he wrote a boat. Yeah, yeah. From uh, um, to Chile to Antarctica. Antarctica. Okay. I just, everything that guy says, dude, 
you can see like my notebooks when I take notes. I'm just like jotting my- down. And you're he just showed me mine and it's blank. <laughs> That's so bad, Chris. You were no, this is example. it's different. It's different. Oh, okay. <laughs> Come on, look. Uh, look at how when, little I wrote. When the guests yours. are like really wise, I like write everything they say down. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Okay, let's try to recover. Every once in a while, like every time I interview you, there's a moment where I accidentally insult you yeah. unintentionally. Okay. That's not so. A lot of times when I'm doing it in person, I won't write as much. Okay. I'll, I have proof. I believe. Okay. You. Um, so John Peterson, okay. super wise, like, and we've had him talk to our leadership class and I'm just like always blown away every time he's, he talks with us. Uh, Bo Miles, mm-hmm. uh, all of his videos, I think he's hilarious, engaging, but also like, he just has this unique, um, perspective on outdoor adventures and things like that so i really every time every time he's talking i'm definitely like jotting notes down who's your third fairy god bro well it might not be a you know it doesn't have to be a fairy god bro okay i oh man i almost need to there there's been so many amazing like people that we've talked to on here obviously in my life calvin johansson yeah. He just says smart Calspirations. things. Calspirations. Um, trying to think. I don't know. There's so many. Oh, let's just go uh, Bruce Kittle. Yes. As the third fairy godfather. <laughs> fairy god bro. But everything Bruce says too. Like, and I've always felt that since the moment we were coaching and stuff. But I was just like, whoa, this dude knows a lot. And yeah. So anyways. Yeah. Anything else you want to add to the show Mm. before we call it a year? This was almost like a bonus episode because I was like... It's for the real ones. It's for the real ones. This is for Brady Manriquez. (laughs) Can I tell you... So I I have a goal for next month. And I told it to Travis today and I wish I would have recorded his reaction so bad. It was so... It was exactly what I thought it would be. To the point where after we hung up. You need up, to interview somebody <clears throat> in this specialty. I'm going to. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm going to learn a skill in January. That I I am starting on not even floor zero, but like if there's like multiple basements, that's where I'm starting with this skill. Like I have no skill at it whatsoever. Okay. And my plan is to spend 20 hours with intentional focus and intentional practice and just see how like good i can get at that i'm hoping to be like a d minus okay by the end of the 20 hours are you um, gonna say what you're doing yeah i'll say what i'm doing Psh. i'm gonna i'm gonna learn ballet <laughs> i think that's awesome because the girls will teach you mm-hmm. like the posi- like I, I don't really know it either because i was never in ballet yeah i don't know i literally don't know anything about dancing at all well like I'm just great. I'm very impressed with Why are you doing this? To to teach your leadership kids that you can do anything? No. Like you can learn any skill at a very basic level. Yeah, because I if I put them through the non talent show where they have to learn something new in like mm-hmm. five days and then perform, 
Yeah. Then I feel like I should be doing it as well. Yeah. But when I was doing it in my first test run this last semester, I felt like I had to walk around and like help kids. And then I realized like after a couple of days, I'm like, dude, they're learning all this stuff without me guiding them. Like they don't need my guidance right now. No. Except to like keep them on track, like not messing around. So I was like, I need to actually do this myself. So. Ballerina. Yeah, we'll see Wait. how it goes. I'm very impressed with like the mobility and the flexibility and the posture and like all that. But I have no, I don't know how to dance, Lens. I'm sure I you know. know. I know. Remember that one time we went to one, we went to our friend Elliot's wedding and there was no booze and they and didn't the turn lights the lights off. On. And then we went out and danced and that's when I realized that I couldn't dance <laughs> at all. <laughs> so like usually there's two things happening here that make me think I'm at least okay at this <laughs> and those two things are not here anymore so, oh boy so yeah how do you think it'll go what's your prediction you're gonna probably end up being like the best ballerina like everything else you try no what oh no can we, are you gonna record it on Instagram uh I don't know if I'm gonna do it on Instagram. I'm going to make a little video for my leadership class, though. Okay. So, we'll see how it goes. If anything, they're just going to laugh at Mr. Ward trying to be a ballerina for a month. And you wear the tights? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's school appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I told Travis, because we were talking about um, setting goals and stuff for the new year. He's like, what goals do you have? And I'm like, oh, yeah, man. Uh, next month I want to learn how to be a ballerina. I want to learn ballet. And he was just like, he was thought I was messing with him for a good 10 minutes. Probably. He was pretty flabbergasted, but yeah. So, all right. That does it. Anything else? Nope. All right. That wraps it up. This is like a Bigfoot podcast 2022. Thank you guys for joining us this year. See you next year. Oh, man. Ba -dum, ba -dum, ba -dum. Oh, the ultimate oh. dad joke. All right. And see you next year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That wraps up this year's podcast. Can I say that? Is that too cheesy? That might be too cheesy. Um, <laughs> that wraps up this week's Like a Bigfoot podcast. Um, huge thanks for tuning in. Thank you for everything that you've done to support the show this year. Um, it's been really, honestly, like quite a transformative year for me personally. Um, and I'm hoping that kind of like shines through and hopefully like inspires other people. And I mean, always I started the show really as a way to kind of inspire myself and meet these interesting, unique people and hear about these awesome adventures and I hope that's brought in a lot to your lives if you've listened uh hope you have been inspired and hopefully you're out there like setting some really fun goals or fun adventures that just speak to you and speak to your heart um you know we just talked about uh the purpose anxiety not all adventures have to be like super purposeful and and whatnot sometimes you just go out and do it and then you find the purpose and find the meaning through doing it and for me that's kind of the uh 
the prize that you get from going out and and trying something new or having an adventure or something like that and maybe that ties into the crazy uh goal that i have for january that i talked about at the very end um it's just doing something new to do it because you're interested in seeing how you change and how the world changes uh based on you just going out and chasing after something um which is which is really like to me it's what inspires me about life and about the world around me you know um so i mentioned in the intro that i cut out a section where i talked about taking a break from social media i feel like i didn't have my thoughts fully put together on the whole two month kind of experience that i had by doing it um i still don't know if my thoughts are completely put together but i'll try to like summarize it in a little bit better way and kind of tell you uh sort of my strategy going forward because basically i think i think my biggest thing is sometimes when you're forming habits without a plan and they're habits that sometimes can be good and sometimes can not be as good like social media you know sometimes you can use it for really positive things I use it a lot for the podcast, for contacting people, for reaching out to people, researching, things like that. Um, I really like sharing pictures. I think when I go out and run in the mountains, especially in the summer, part of this is all like I'm in I, when I run right now, it's in the complete dark at like five in the morning. Um, so there's not really cool pictures to be to be taken. But um, the thing that I like doing when I'm out running is like, you know, I'm going along and part of my brain is thinking about, you know, like, how can I like show other people how beautiful this view that I'm seeing is or this area that I'm seeing? And I like doing that. That's something that brings me joy and something that kind of like works a tiny little piece of my brain that's somewhat creative. And uh, those are like some positive things. But like anything, you know, I, th I feel like there's also... I don't want to say like overwhelmingly negative things about social media um, because I do think it's like perception too, but there's a lot of things that draw you in. Um, I wasn't finding that I was using it 24 seven or anything like that. I was probably using it, you know, periodically throughout the day. But what I was finding is I was jumping on my phone in moments where I was starting to get bored. And I think that was uh, preventing me from having like some deeper thoughts, you know, like I was basically distracting myself from really diving deep into my own mind. Um, so if there were moments of downtime or there were certain situations where I was just automatically opening Instagram and just blindly scrolling through, not having a purpose for using it or anything like that. And like I said, it wasn't like hours and hours, but it was enough that it was starting to the cumulative effect throughout the day, like it would be, it would build up, but it also, I think the thing that would build up was the distractions. Like it was constantly like 10 or 12 times throughout the day, uh, intentionally distracting myself. And then I was thinking like, man, what thoughts am I missing diving into, you know, like what kind of emotions am I missing processing or in what ways am I dulling this experience that I'm in in the present moment because I am distracting myself. And I think that was a huge thing for me when I was thinking about 
you know, I, I, it was one of those things where I'm like, I know I have to change my habits based around this and I just need to go completely off for a while, um, to do that. And so in November, December stopped using it. November, I didn't even look at it whatsoever. Um, and it was really interesting. I found myself opening my phone in those situations and clicking where Instagram was without even thinking like that was just ingrained in my behavior in certain situations. Um, that it was wild. It really made me realize like, oh man, there, I was addicted in a certain way. Um, and I was finding that I was able to kind of like form these deeper thoughts and things like that. I think the other thing that I was starting to realize, like I'm a very optimistic person sometimes to like a fault, I'd say like optimism has always been a defining trait of mine. Um, all throughout my childhood, all throughout teenage years, 20s. Um, and now I'm in my mid 30s. And I did feel like, you know, I think being online has kind of uh, almost like, like chipped away at my optimism. Um, sometimes social media can be a very like pessimistic, snarky place. Uh, I think about like if I was watching a football game and I'd jump on Twitter to kind of see the reaction to what was going on in the moment. And the reactions were always like wild. It was always like the sky was falling whenever there was a bad play or if someone did something kind of stupid, instant snark would come across. And uh, even like memes, which people find really funny, like sometimes I, I find them as kind of sad, like they're snarky, they're, they're making fun of something. And I don't like that that's kind of like the go-to like of the online culture is to automatically be snarky. Do you know what I mean? And I think that kind of aspect was chipping away at my optimism and it was bleeding over into the real world. And I would see something and I would automatically be more pessimistic about it. Um, and I didn't like that. It felt icky. It felt weird. It felt like against my core values. So um, I think that was kind of like a motivator for at least reassessing like how I'm using this. Um, and I also kind of thought it was weird that like you can scroll through like Instagram or Twitter or whatever. And within like 20 seconds of scrolling, you can experience like eight different emotions. You can be like outraged. You can think something's funny. You could be inspired. You could be jealous and you could do all of that in about 20 seconds. And I kind of was like, as I think about it, like that's probably not a healthy human experience. It's definitely not a healthy way of experiencing any of those emotions. Um, and I was worried that it, by doing that, like micro dosing on all those weird emotions would like numb you or like numb me to feeling that way in real life, you know? Um, so basically I just needed to redefine how I was using it and, uh, kind of like reestablish some boundaries around it, um, around social media use. So, uh, it was just a way to kind of like break the habit and put some things into perspective and like make some rules. So, uh, made some rules, so I'll share them really quick. Uh, rule number one for me, because I'm going to jump back on in January. Uh, no social media before noon. So you wake up, you don't check any of that stuff. Um, and if I'm being honest with myself, I should also probably add email in there. Um, at least 
personal email, maybe not work email, but throw that in. Um, because I, you know, I was catching myself waking up and instantly being on my phone and that's not, that's not good. So no social media use before noon. Um, when I'm at work, no jumping on even for a second. Uh, I feel like that kind of like gets me out of the zone of being a teacher. Um, <clears throat> when I'm at home and I'm around my kids, like I don't want their memory of me to be like a dude sitting on the couch, like looking at my phone, you know what I mean? So, uh, when I get home, plug it in upstairs. And then the final rule for me, which I'm trying, I'm, this is going to be an experiment to see how it goes. But the idea was basically like, I think what happens is you post something or I'll message someone on online and that will make me check it a bunch. Cause I want to see if people message me back. And so my idea would basically was once I post something, that's like the end of the day of social media, look like look, checking it or looking at it. Like once you post something, boom, done, not doing it anymore for the rest of the day. Um, and hopefully that'll help me prevent that urge or that like that weird like want to check it to see if people reacted to it or commented or sent you a message back or something like that. So those are kind of my main rules for this. I'm going to write it up in my whiteboard in my office. Um, I'm going to make sure it's written down so I can see the rules so I can remind myself like these are the expectations you set with yourself. These are the agreements you set with yourself um, around social media use because I definitely 100% want to experience life in reality rather than uh, just scrolling through my phone. So um, I don't know if that'll help anybody. Uh, I don't even know if anyone's listening this far. This was a kind of a <laughs> bizarre podcast for all of us. Um, but uh, but yeah, hopefully that works. Hopefully that helps. Um, but yeah, man, I hope you all have a wonderful 2023. I'm actually sitting down. I'm about to record a podcast that will release in a few weeks. And I'm very, very excited. I have a couple um, already recorded with some very unique, very cool adventurers who have done some really awesome things, awesome events, like great trails, things like that. And I'm very, very excited to sit down and share them with you guys. Um, but that's it. We will get back at you next year.